My brothers and sisters in the Lord, last weekend the church celebrated the solemnity of the Holy Trinity. And if you remember, the gospel for last Sunday was the gospel of Jesus' ascension into heaven. And you may remember the last lines or the last words of Jesus before he ascended from that gospel in which he said to his disciples and to each and every one of us, I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. Now, my brothers and sisters, we know that the Lord Jesus is present amongst us in many different ways. He is present in the person of the priest. It is Jesus who forgives sins in the sacrament of reconciliation. It is Jesus who is the one who baptizes. It is Jesus who, when someone is anointed, receives that grace of healing. When the word of God is proclaimed, my brothers and sisters, it is Jesus' voice that we hear because God's word is a living word. There's the presence of Jesus amongst all of us as a community or a family of faith. As St. Paul writes, because we are temples of the Holy Spirit. But today, my brothers and sisters, the church on this feast day of Corpus Christi, the body, blood, and soul of divinity of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, today we celebrate the very special, the very unique, and the tremendous way that Jesus is present amongst us, sacramentally, on this altar, his body and blood. And to that, my brothers and sisters, we give thanks and praise to God. I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. Because what happens on this altar, my brothers and sisters, is not a sign. It's not just a symbol, but it is Jesus. This is my body. This is my blood. Do this in remembrance of me. So many times when I speak to people, they will often say to me, you know, Father, it would be so much easier if I could just see the face of Jesus. It would be so much easier if I could just see the hands of Jesus, if I could see the heart of Jesus, if I could hear the voice of Jesus. Well, my brothers and sisters, we can and we do at this altar, in the adoration chapel, we adore the Lord. Christ is present amongst us. It is the reason, my brothers and sisters, that the tabernacle is here in the center of the church. It is the reason why we reserve the Blessed Sacrament. Yes, it is to bring the Holy Eucharist to the sick and homebound, but it's also for us as we come and pray to serve as a reminder that Jesus is the heart of this parish. He is the heart of our faith. He is the heart of who we are. And he reigns over everything that we do in our own lives, in the lives of our families, in our workplaces, and in this church family. As you often hear me say, everything that we do, my brothers and sisters, flows to this altar and flows from this altar. But do we have eyes that see and ears that hear? It's the reason why we adore the Lord Jesus in the Most Blessed Sacrament. It is the reason why we spend time here in the church in prayer before the Blessed Sacrament. It's the, time that, it's the reason why we spend time in the Adoration Chapel adoring the Lord, sitting in the presence of Jesus because He is there and He is calling us and He is desiring us to come 
And he wants us to share with him all of our joys and all of our blessings and all of the wonderful things that have happened to us. But he also wants us to come to share with him all of our troubles and all of our concerns and all of our headaches and our heartaches. Sometimes, our brothers and sisters, we sit before the Lord Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament and we just bathe in the presence of God. And sometimes we sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament and we do give thanksgiving to God for all that He's done for us because we know we cannot do it on our own. My mother always taught me one thing. She always said, you need to be the one who is the last to take credit and the first to give thanks. The last to take credit and the first to give thanks. That's what we do, my friends, when we come before the Lord. We don't take credit because we are instruments in the hand of God, renewed by His body and blood, soul and divinity, and then sent out into the world. And we give thanks for that. And on the hard days, my brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but life is hard. And some days it's harder than others. And on those days, my brothers and sisters, when it seems like there's no other way, when we don't have an answer and we don't have a solution, it is on those days that we go before Jesus and the most blessed sacrament and we sit there and we allow our heart to unite to his. And maybe it's those days where we just sit there and we just weep and allow ourselves to be comforted to bask in the presence of God. My brothers and sisters, we should never have a problem filling the time slots in our adoration chapel. Because all of us should be able to give thanks to what God has done for us. All of us go to the Lord with our issues and our problems and our worries and our concerns and we receive the strength that we need. Always be the last to take credit and the first to give thanks. And that's what we do as we sit before the Lord. And that's what we're reminded of on this great feast day, that God is present amongst us, that he has not abandoned us, he has not left us. And we are called to sit at his feet. So often in the Gospels, we hear about the disciples who sit at the feet of Jesus. My brothers and sisters, we have the same opportunity. And the Lord desires us to do the same, to learn from Him, to meditate on His Word, to allow Him to continue to speak to each and every one of us. And then at Holy Mass, we come forward to receive the Lord Jesus into our very inner being to strengthen us so that we can go forth, my brothers and sisters, and be a tabernacle in the world, to be a monstrance in the world, to bring Christ into a world that needs to see the face of God. But do we believe it? Do we live it out? There's a famous question that's often asked to seminarians during our studies. It goes like this. If a mouse, don't get afraid, if a mouse, were to run across this altar and would take the Eucharistic species and eat it. Did the mouse receive the Eucharist? It's a theological question. 
If the mouse ran across this altar and ate the Eucharist, would the mouse have received the Eucharist? And the answer is yes, because the Eucharist is a reality in itself. Now, the second part of the question is this. Did the mouse receive a sacrament? And the answer to that is no, because the mouse has no rational mind. The mouse doesn't know what he is receiving. Yes, he received the Eucharist, but he didn't receive a sacrament. My brothers and sisters, as we come forward for the Eucharistic procession, and I don't know if you realize that, but that's what that's called when we form those two lines, like you were taught to stay in a straight line at school, that's called the Eucharistic procession. We are processing forward. When we do that, my brothers and sisters, I want you to ask yourself, are you a man or a mouse? Are you, a man? are you just coming forward because everyone's coming forward? And as you come forward, I'm trying to think, Father, just talk so long today, and I have a lunch to get to, and I just need to get out of here. Or as we come forward, we're looking at this around, and we're thinking about our grocery list, and all these other things, and there's Jesus. And we've missed him. Are we a man or a mouse? Sometimes, my brothers and sisters, I think, we have more faith in Tylenol than we do in the Eucharist. I really think that. Sometimes in our life, all of us, we have more faith in Tylenol than we do in the Eucharist. And why do I say that? Because we believe that if we take the Tylenol, it's going to work. It's going to relieve our headache or our joint ache or whatever we're taking it for. Well, do we believe that when we receive the Eucharist, my brothers and sisters, it's going to be transformative. God is going to work in our life, and he continues to do it. But that's a statement of faith. Not a sign, not a symbol, but it is Jesus. And that's why the church celebrates this great feast day as a reminder to all of us of the great gift that God has given to us. Do we really believe it's Jesus, totally, fully, and completely. I don't know if you're aware of the story in 1995 when Pope St. John Paul II visited Baltimore. One day he was going to end his visit by stopping by and briefly visiting the seminarians at St. Mary's in Baltimore. And because it was going to be a brief visit, the seminarians were told all to come out and stand on the front steps because the Holy Father was just going to sort of pull up, greet the seminarians, and he was going to be on his way. It was the last thing on the agenda for the day. Well, John Paul II was very good about throwing off people's agendas. And so at the last minute, he had a change in plan. He wanted to still greet the seminarians, but he said, I want to go into the seminary because I want to pray before the Blessed Sacrament. Now, we might think that's a very easy request, but when it's someone like the Holy Father, you have to search the whole seminary. There's a security issue. And because the Holy Father is technically a head of state, when he visits the United States, it's like a head of state visiting. And so all these security measures have to be in place. And so when he made this decision, boy, people jumped into action. They cleared the seminary. They told him everyone had to get out. They sniffed it for all kinds of bombs and other devices. And the last thing that they did is they brought in some specially trained dogs. And these specially trained dogs are the same ones they use like if there is an earthquake and they're trying to find people buried alive because they've been trained to be able to smell out humans that are still living. Not cadaver dogs, the opposite. 
And so these dogs go all the way through the seminary. Because it's the Holy Father, the seminarians decide to listen, so they all did get out. And so they go all the way through the seminary, and the last stop they make is in the chapel. And when those dogs get into the chapel, they go all the way, they make their way into the sanctuary, and the two dogs stop right at the tabernacle, and they begin to whine, and they begin to bark, and they begin to stand up, how they're trained to stand when they find a human person. They detected Jesus. My brothers and sisters, as we come forward today, are we a man or a mouse? Do we have more faith in Tylenol than we do in the Eucharist? I close with a quote from Pope St. John Paul II on the Blessed Sacrament. He writes this, the church and the world have a great need for Eucharistic adoration. Jesus waits for us in the sacrament of love. Let us be generous with our time in going to meet him in adoration and contemplation full of faith. May our adoration never cease. I am with you always, even until the end of the age.